I've never been a fan of fandom and something that the running sport has definitely developed over the years. I mean, of course, all sports have it. But we have fandom in the endurance world. It's kind of crazy. It's like the people actually act like they're the moms, these guys or something, and women. Um, just how definitely how people just become a fan of a certain athlete and they can do no wrong. And even though there's facts out there that say otherwise, they will fight you tooth and nail. You can just look at my comments of my videos and find, and just, you know, definitely just get people very, very upset when you challenge anything based on facts. And in the running right now, we have three athletes who definitely fit this bill. Killian Jordan, Jim Walmsley, and Gwyn Jorgensen. All three have huge fan followings, and their fans are rabid fans. They're so homer, it's kind of like Utah and Portland, Bill Simmons talks about, that, you know, they, they only have basketball teams there. They don't have NFL they don't have baseball, and their fans are just fanatical fans. And if you say anything against them, you will hear their wrath. Well, the three athletes I mentioned, Killian, Walmsley, and Jorgensen, all are great athletes, and they've all excelled in their niche sports. And I call them niche sports because they are very, very small. Lots of times there are also sports that limit who can participate just by, you know, you don't have the money to participate in them or you don't live in the area. So, you know, take um, – First off, Gwen Jorgensen, you know, she excelled at triathlon, you know, she's the best in the world, which is great. But when you look at it, you know, triathlon's expensive sport. I just got done watching the 2012 London Olympics and, you know, the wetsuits are expensive. The bikes cost tens of thousands of dollars now. And, you know, the only thing that's cheap is running. And, you know, that's why, you know, running is very competitive. Triathlon's not so competitive. I mean, man, you look at a lot of countries, they don't even have roads to ride bicycles on. So Gwen was a great triathlete. I guess listen to this podcast, Let's Run, with uh, Ben True, and he sort of knows her a little bit. I guess she was never really that happy about doing triathlon. She was great at it. She always wanted to be a runner. And so she left the uh, triathlon world and set out to be a, a runner, but she didn't just set out to be a runner. She's like talking like how she's going to make the Olympic team and win Olympic medals in running just like she did in triathlon. And this was kind of arrogant and kind of crazy. I mean, you know, Michael Jordan infamously left basketball and wanted to play baseball. You know, he went nowhere. Well, Gwen has been at it for quite some time now. And, you know, the other day she finally, I was watching it live on YouTube, and, you know, she finally got an Olympic standard for the 5K, which is great, but there's eight other women who have beat that time since June of 2020. And so, sure, she ran 15.08, which was a PB by eight seconds, but she's been training now for a number of years and hasn't really gotten anywhere. And, you know, she's never going to make an Olympic team uh, in the 5K or the 10K. And if she did, we'd really be worried because she's so inconsistent. You definitely wouldn't want to have her in either race in the Olympics. So that was kind of interesting. Ben True was talking about her and saying, you know, she's talented and stuff, but she just doesn't have the necessary tools to be an elite uh, world-class runner as she was as a triathlete. Then you can talk about Kelly Jordan, and he's an amazing, great, gifted athlete, but he's in the same thing. He's in a niche sport. He competes in trail running, which isn't, you know, very around the world. And, of course, he does that schemo stuff, which, of course, costs lots of money. So he's beating up on a lot of people, and, they're, you know, they're, it's a very small pond. You know, and he's a big fish in that pond. You move him into something a little bit bigger, yes, he has one UTMB, but that's a totally different type of thing. And, again, UTMB, you know, money – and money keeps people out of that race. If you look at the demographics of the race, you know, you got to have a pretty good bank account to run in that event. And then whenever he does try other things like 
road racing. He doesn't do well. He tried, and I infamously got a lot of heat for it, how he blew up in that 24-hour race on the track, which I knew he wouldn't do well, and he quit actually earlier than I even expected. You know, so he's great in what he does, which is trail running. And, you know, I mean, even like the people say, oh, well, you know, Hard Rock, he's won. And I was like, yeah, Hard Rock has 120 people in it. Mo you know, maybe a couple competitive people, and that's about it. Same thing with, uh, you know, uh, Western States. You know, I got to give him props at UTMB. He does have competition, but that's just in one little bit, one niche part of ultra running and distance running and trail running combined, you know, and he is a European, so he's suited to those European trails. And, of course, there's Jim Walmsley. Almost a year ago, all the Jim Walmsley fans, fanatics, were thinking he was going to make the Olympic team in the marathon, which was last year on a league day, February 29th. And I was just like, he's a good runner, but he's not a great runner. And they'd be like, oh, well, you know, he's run this or that. He's run this fast half marathon. And I was like, there's no way he's going to make the American team. You know, we just had 40-something Japanese go under 210. And, you know, he ended up Walmsley. You know, he's great. Again, Western States, not a very competitive field. Other races like that. Yeah, he's got the 50-mile America record, 100K records. Barely missed the... Uh, world record, but you know, there's not a lot of people racing against him in those events. There's no money in those events, so the best in the world aren't even running those events. And then, of course, like I said, he ended up getting like 17th in the Olympic trials. But if you were on the chat boards, you might even hear my Mr. Moo barking in the backyard. You know, he wasn't going to make the Olympic team yet. If you posted that before, during, or after the race, you had uh, all their fans just fanatically so upset with you for how dare you speak unkindly about Jim or Killian or Gwen. But, you know, people need to face reality. You could be a fan of an athlete, but accept that they're great at what they do, but they're not going to be great at everything. And thinking that is just wrong-headed thinking. And it's the same thing. There's a lot of celebrity runners in the ultra world that people think can do no wrong and are the greatest of all time. And when you really look back and look at it, they're not. The greatest of all time in ultra running, of course, is, you know, Giannis Kuros and Ann Trayson. And then there's some people that are coming up who are doing great things. I mean, yes, you've got, you know, Zach Bitters doing some of the shorter stuff, 100 miles and under, which sounds crazy to talk about 100 miles and under is short. You know, and then you've got Camille Heron, who's definitely building up a, quite a resume. And, of course, Courtney DeWalter. Seems more of the women are definitely building up resumes that they can hold up where the men kind of come and go. But then again, if you look at your typical ultra race, uh, you know, 80% of the field is male-dominated. So the women's races aren't as competitive. But they're getting there, and the women are definitely putting in some times. So... It's okay to be a fan of an athlete, but don't just, you know, act like their mom and just fight everybody and get so upset and pissed off and annoyed at people who just say, hey, here's the numbers. The numbers don't bear out what you say. So, as always, stay healthy, be boring, not epic.